Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And thankfully, that is the second last shortened round of the year. This week, uh, the last one, we have six games, and then finally we're back to normal after Origin. Yeah, it's been a long slog. The games haven't been uh, that great, but uh, we've got the Origin tomorrow night, uh, and then obviously a shortened round again this weekend. But you'd hope that uh, most teams have no injuries coming out of Origin, and we get as normal, I suppose, around as what we possibly could this weekend. Mm. Well, before we move on to uh, a bit of a chinwag about Origin, highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions coming out of the round, it is the Fast Five. What was your highlight? Uh, the Sharkies win again. They got uh, they get my highlight back-to-back weeks. Uh, they look dead and buried in this game. I posted up um, on Facebook uh, a post saying, look, I think the Roosters will get home in this one, but it's been one of the most disgusting performances I've ever seen for a win, and that was after 72 minutes, and the, the Sharkies ended up scoring two tries to snatch it in the end. And uh, it was a game I think they deserved to win. Um, I know that uh, could have ended in heartache if uh, Mitchell Orbison would have grounded that ball, but uh, he didn't, thankfully, and the, the right side come away with the result. Yeah, well, what about mine, yours? mine was the same, but, yeah, just more impressed uh, and confused as to why it took so long to start Leisha and put Farmer New Brown in, in as well, who played very well at six, I thought, the other night. Yeah. Uh, all their young players are very good. Tupac Blake Ashford. Wade Graham, yeah, dropping him, putting Latelli back in. That's their future. But like yeah. I said, sadly enough, last week, they should still have Tyron Peachy, Tyson Frizzell, all these guys there, and they'd probably have some kind of future going forward. But yeah. uh, that, that's probably my biggest query. Brilliant to watch him play, but my, I've still got question marks over what happens next year and beyond. Absolutely. As far as recruitment and uh, junior talent that they've got in the club. Uh, what about your low light? Low light was just like the performances of South Sydney and the Roosters, uh, the Roosters and and Manly. I know Manly yeah. missing Daly Cherry Evans, but um, they were they were horrible on Friday night. Um, they got stomped on, uh, ran over by the Bulldogs, who just basically played Land of the Giants. Played Land of the Giants and put the biggest side possible out there and somehow got a result. I just even watching the game with twenty to go, I just felt like eventually Manly would win. And then they like when even when Peter Hiku scooted down that right wing, I thought, oh here we go, they'll score here and win and they just didn't. And yeah, and again it wouldn't have been the right result because the Bulldogs thoroughly deserved their win. Oh big time. They they were outstanding and probably the sad thing is uh, I thought the Bulldogs were more creative in their halves for a pair of blokes that yeah. don't even ever play there. Exactly. Jackson and uh, T Rex. I thought that uh Little John he looked good in his first couple of games. I don't know whether Tuvi's just pushed all of his attack and all his offensive structure around for him, but they just looked so predictable. And it was so easy for the Bulldogs to defend because you just push an extra defender over onto the foreign side. Yeah, well, and they were solving all those boring plays. I was going to say, I think half the problem is, I thought uh, Little John's first few games, he had free reign. 
Well, yeah. I think that's how he should the, be. The other night, I, I think you're spot on. I think Tuvi's gone. You know, you just sit back and let Kieran run things, and it, you know, you know, their left side's their good side. Yeah, it's not hard to figure that out. They're always going to load up there the other night, and the Bulldogs, like you said, contain that very well. He should have given Little John that bit of free reign and helped him out on the right there, and they probably could have had a bit more variation. But yeah. well, it was just it was more in particular like the performance of those teams, but the amount of errors they made. Yeah, they've got no really no excuses. I mean, Cherry Evans is the only one missing out of their halves pairings, um, but. I mean, the Roosters, they've got origin, an Hives. origin Haas pairing. Yeah. I know they've lost a few players. Million internationals. Mate, for them to get beaten by the Sharks, and I'm not taking anything away from the Sharks, no. that's an aberration. Mm. Like, that's a really poor performance. And you have a look at how many just crucial penalties and dumb errors they made during that game. Um, it's, it's either going to be a make or break part of this season here for the Roosters because... Um, they're an absolute shadow of the side that went on and won the comp this year. And in particular, I'm going to get to it a little bit later, but um, the form of their halves is uh, really poor at the moment. Well, I say it Same as the, the, the Rabbitohs halves. Say it every week and I'll say it again. I just keep feeling sorry for Jake Friend. Yeah, well, he's uh, busting his backside. He, he's been absolutely outstanding. He's been pivotal week in, week out. He tries his guts out, but he's not getting too much help from uh, the supporting cast around him at this point no, in time. Uh, what about your best? Best player? Um... Yeah, best player, best team. I thought uh, Michael Leisha was pretty good. Um, tough. Jamal Idris was good for the Panthers. Dean Farrow was good. Um, but in particular... Matt Moylan. Paul Carter. Yeah, well, I, Paul I Carter. He was an absolute mongrel dog last night. and well, He owes it to the toilet. He does. He was he was sensational. Um, and oh, Tony Williams was good. He was uh, he was really good in that game. Playing I in thought, the halves. Uh, Nightingale... Carter, you just mentioned. Luke yep. Brooks, I don't care what anyone says. He he's a great young player. Game. He's a cracker. There's moments there already for a 19-year-old that there's blokes being playing 10 years can't do. I thought Mitchell Moses played well on debut as well. Matt Lodge. smashed him. But my, my best of the round was Matt Moylan by a country mile. He yep. set up all three tries. Um, you know, he scored one himself. He looked in control. And What's that golden rule, they reckon? You're not really a first grader until you've played 20. He's played around that now. So you're starting to see him... Really warm to the task. I think more than anything impresses me from someone who played against him in an age group. He used to be uh, a six who pretty much was all about him. He used to kick, not pass very often, not much control, but at the back it seems to suit him to a T. He gets to pick when he runs, but I'm more impressed with how he's developed uh, with his decision making. Yeah. And he just seems calm. He never used to be calm. He was like a touch player, but watching him now. But as I said, 20 games in first grade will do he's that. He's got too. all the time in the world. And I how thought he was really good the week before against the Warriors. Yeah, well, how he's developed has just been outstanding, but. Um, Probably, I thought Penrith and, uh, yeah, probably the best team of the round. But yeah. you mind you, that they had the least amount of players missing, so you come to expect Well, they lost that. Wallace after sort of 20 minutes, which was a yeah, test for him. The but team's they, built, they the team's built well. well with Sowd and with him at the back. They don't really rely on their halves to, to well, push around Well, we should be giving a little bit of credit there to Ivan Cleary. Yeah, that's what I'm giving credit to. That's the way he's built the side. And I like the way he carries his bench with Peachy and different players like that, uh, you know, and Brown, that kind of mould where you can uh, mix and match the way you play. Yeah. But uh, what about your worst? James Maloney. Yeah. Mine was, Pat Rich- Mine was Pat Richards. He had a Barry Crocker. But I, I blame uh, Channel 9. They made him their challenger key player of the year, gave him all the raps about how good he's been. As soon as they put the spotlight in on Sunday, boom, he spilled everything and just Comments had an absolute curse. Barry Crocker. But besides that, the Roosters, yeah. as far as team goes, like, you cannot have that many people in- loaded into your side, especially even their juniors. Like They bring in Brendan Elliott, who's a gun, Queensland under-20s player. Nene McDonald, another Queensland under twenty player who played in the World Cup. They're so loaded. They've got players in their reserves that other teams would have starting. 
they're just chock filled. You can't lose that game, like you said, to the Sharks. And that's no offense to the Sharks, they'll brew but Well, the, the Roosters, I think they led 18 0 after 15 minutes. They, It's as simple as they took the foot off the pedal. And when the momentum swung, and uh, it, it swung massively, and the Roosters just couldn't um, hold them back. Like when the tide went the Sharks' way, that was the end of it. Everything the Roosters tried to do, never it didn't come off. And everything the Sharks tried to do, it just turned to gold. Mm. Um, but I thought for, for the Roosters, Mitch Orson was very good in that game. He's he's an unsung hero, that well, side. I'm going to throw it out. I think I said it last year. They're very lucky he's so loyal to them because I would have moved to the Dragons when he got off of that deal mm. about 400 a year because he, not only does he deserve that kind of money, but he's just reliable, solid. You know what you're going to get week in, week out. I think he's one of the best hole runners, massively underrated. They've got him and Boyd Cordner are probably two of the best hole runners I've seen all yeah. going around right now in the league, I think. Yeah, massively underrated. But what about questions? Is there anything coming out of the round? Yeah, well, Origin tomorrow night. Do you think it's going to be the same intensity as what we've seen in the first two games? Or do you think a, a little bit of the uh, the passion, a little bit of the, I suppose, tension, pressure has come out of it a little bit? We'll probably see a more open game. What do you think? I think we'll see another thug game, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. That's just me. I think Queensland, uh, after a lot of talking that we've done, in particular Robbie Farah's comments and... Uh, a few other little bits and pieces that have been said during the week. I don't think they'll be laying down for us. No, I, look, Gordon Tallis has come out and said that the pressure's off Queensland. I, I think the pressure's been off Queensland probably for the last three or four years. Like, ever, know, since yeah. they, ever since they won five in a row, I mean, the next, obviously, logical mile, milestone was was ten. Like, I mean, there's been no pressure on Queensland at all. No, and they've, cruised, no, and they've even cruised. Even, even now they've lost the series, there's not, you know, no one's really carrying on. No, no one's calling for it. They're just sort of like, well, it was eventually going to happen. No I, I think, if anything, the pressure's off New South Wales, and I, I really expect them to open up their game tomorrow night, and it's going to be a really, really good insight into how the series is going to go next year. Because next year, once that, once that ball's kicked for game one next year, it is even, even tether. And I think we're going to see an a unbelievable series next year. Mm. Um, and I think tomorrow night, Shapes is an unbelievable game. It's uh, on the dry track. I'm, I'm glad it's up at Suncorp. I think it's uh, it's going to be a game for the ages, I think. Just because the pressure's off. Pressure's mm. off both sides. I hope they just they unleash. I hope it's physical. I hope if there's, if there's uh, a bit of a scuffle that punches are thrown, I, I hope the, they just take it into their own hands and they entertain us. Because it looked like in game two that just it's like a gun's held to everyone's head. You know, you throw a punch or you do something silly, you're gonna, you know, you're going to end up in the bin. So they all just sort of run in, cock a hoop, and, and nothing ever happens. But I'd like to see tomorrow blow up a little bit. Yeah, oh, I'm probably with you. Um, mine here, I probably think the Cowboys in the eight. I've had a look at the draw. I don't think they can make it now. They're technically three wins out of landing in eighth spot, and more than half their games left over are away from home. So. I, I think they'll get there. I've just yeah, I've, I, I see the dragon. Just history tells me that Tigers, this is the way that it goes every year, almost for the Cowboys. Yeah, but I think there's teams that are in that log jam with them that are going to win games as well. Unlike previous years where you've gone, okay, they've had a good run during Origin. Yeah. Well, now teams, the, the Titans winning last night probably hurts them a little bit. But the Tigers, the fact get, that the, the Dragons you know, are now you know sparked the up a little bit. are going to get back Farrah and Woods, and you know they're still they're not going to have Tedesco, but. They're much better with all those guys on board. You know, Parramatta's going to have Jared Hayne back every single week. Will Hopwato's going to be back in a week or so as well. Uh, you know, they've got players to come back. There's teams there. And then the Dragons, like, I don't care what anyone says. If you've watched them the last few weeks, I know it's ridiculous that when a coach changes or things change and the players all of a sudden spark up, but their forwards are going forward. 
their back line is one of the better ones in the comp and their halves are getting better. Yeah. So there's teams in front of them with a two or three game buffer already that I can... I, I, they're I probably, they're probably still going to play a few of those teams. Oh, look, mate, there's nine nine games to go for most of these sides. I, uh, they need there's six. A lot of, there's a lot of twists and turns to come. They need um, six minimum. And the way that... How congested the top eight is, you, you might only need 26 to get in. Well, I still think more for me is their away record. Okay. And they're going to play six away, I think. So they're going to have to win on the road. And they're going to need at least six. Well, they're, they're going to have to anyway. They All need right. six to get home. So I honestly don't think... And plus, especially, you know, in probably four or five weeks, the, the weather will start to heat back up the spring um, and that'll suit them in Sydney. Yeah, well, regardless, they, they haven't played well down here, so I'm a bit worried. I, I haven't had a look at the draw in terms of night games. I, I don't think... The Cowboys really struggle in Sydney in um, night weather. Yeah, well, slippery track or the I'm rest of it. Putting you to sleep. Nah, just a bit of yawn from the day at work, mate. But, um, probably the only other thing I've got here, Sunday, Triple M NRL, and MJ asked us uh, on Sunday who we thought our best five players were, who the best five players were this year. I posted up last night uh, on our page and also via gossip, and some people just wasted time by putting up players from their own teams and other people took it seriously but I think uh, out of the four I've, I picked four of them pretty much got picked every single time I've got Jesse Bromwich in there um, some may say it's a bit of a Melbourne bias but I think he's been outstanding well, who are you five? Uh, I have Jared Hayne Sam Burgess James Graham Ben Hunt and Jesse Bromwich alright I'd have Cherry Evans Slater uh, Hayne Farrah and yeah, who the other one is? Well, I some I had mentions outside that had Cherry Evans and Farrah. Oh, probably Slater. Burgess, mate. I think Burgess has been good, but like last night, it was a game where they the South needed him to step up and lead, and I just I don't think you can blame him though. There's nothing yeah, going I just, around. Yeah, they, but I just they, think they, he... they lean on him so heavily. They just kept throwing him the ball, and they're not going forward. Yeah, no one else is contributing. Adam Reynolds was probably lucky not to. Get him more crosshairs this week. James yeah. Maloney's buddy saved him. Michael Morgan was my other honourable mention as far as players He's been doing great. very well. But He's uh, been great. on that topic, I wrote down yesterday just some other little bits and pieces. Uh, you know, and first of all was Bisley. I know we haven't really spoke about it, but obviously, I think Penrith and Parramatta bought better than anybody. Yeah. So common theme there. You know, um, the Penrith halves have obviously been good buyers. Peachy, Elijah Taylor. Uh, and then I looked at Parramatta and thought Pete's and Norman. I know Pete's is injured, but Pete's and Norman have stabilised things with Sandow and Hayne, who were doing everything the couple of years before and getting nowhere. I think Brent Kite's been a, been a good boy. I think Gareth Widop, Pat Richards, Martin Tapao. I think you, you could say Gavay, Paul Carter up at North Queensland. Uh, sorry, North Queensland. The Titans. Um, there's plenty of good boys there. And then I, I tried to think of the worst because there wasn't too many. Ben Barber. Yeah, well, that was the first ben one Barber. I got. And Martin Kennedy. So Brisbane, when I looked at it, pretty much took the cake for the worst recruitment mm. as far as last year. And I had to chuck in Sam Tompkins. I know he hasn't had a bad year, but purely on reputation and the transfer fee and the amount of money he's getting to pay almost a million dollars to release somebody and then be paying him 800k annually. I don't think they've got value for money so far. Um, no. Lee Mossop's the other one. They bought him. He was injured. He missed half the season, now he's out again. And he so, reckons it's not tough. Yeah, he reckons it's not tough. He's already broken. Blake Ashford, Mark Kennedy, Lachlan Coote, no offence to him, but they've, they've paid him and he just got injured. I know you can't help that, but when when they bought him, they knew he, he had, an injury prone they player, knew they had a history yeah. of a bloke who'd pretty much missed three seasons prior from injuries. Yeah. Uh, best coaches, I think this is pretty easy. Cleary. Potter. Yeah, I, think, I think Potter's uh, redeemed himself a little bit. Obviously Brad Arthur, but I'd be... Interested to see how Parramatta go next year. Like, I mean, it's it's easy to sort of go up a little bit. Um, 
but the challenge for them next year will be will be uh, massive. It'll be probably be expected to make the top eight. So and the worst and have they, they haven't really recruited much for next year, either, have they, Parramatta? So they're going to rely a lot on their juniors. Well, they've done I think what needed to happen anyway. He, he's looked at the crop that were there and go, why the hell aren't we pushing these kids in? Yeah, and they'll be a bit like the Tigers. You'll see more and more from Junior Paulo, Paulie, Paulie, all these kids that have played first grade this year. Yeah, I'm quite Realistically, most people, most experts would have predicted Penrith, Tigers, Power, all to finish outside the eight. Um, I think probably two of the three will get in, uh, which would be an overachievement. Well, probably not for Penrith. Penrith, probably, Penrith should have been in the eight. Penrith probably expected to make the eight. The other two, you know, at the start of the season, you would have... Uh, you, I wouldn't have put your money on either of those sides making the eight. Um, but it looks like at least one of them, I think, will, will sneak in. Uh, and it, But I think to start next year all three will be expected to make the eight. Mm. So, I mean, there'll be a different pressure there, a different expectation. And, I mean, it's easy to sort of perform when there's no pressure on you, the spotlight's not on, but we've seen how Parramatta have reacted in years gone by. I mean, on the back of the, the run in 2009, uh, they, they were expected to win the competition the year after, didn't make the eight. So it'll just be interesting to see how they go once there's a bit of pressure on them and once other opposition coaches start to break their players down and... Their game plans. I mean, not not to say that coaches aren't game planning for them now, but I mean, obviously, most of the focus goes to your Manly, your Melbourne, your Roosters. You know, these teams um, that have been up the top of competition for um, the last few years. Mm. Well, the other last one I had here was rookies, and by that, obviously, uh, to fall in that category, debut or you had to have played under five games last year. I think top of the pile would probably be Luke Brooks, uh, Paul Carter would be not too far behind, and I think Paulie Paulie they're the three that really. Stood out for me, but at the same time, also Apasai Coruscant and uh, Manu Ma'u. He's a bit older, but for a debutante this year before he busted his arm. I couldn't argue with any of those. Bloke just went absolutely gangbusters. I think the kid that plays on the wing for the Warriors, um, Fusitua. Fusitua. I don't mind, I don't mind him. He's he has, four or he five. sort of had his yeah, ups and downs, but I, I don't mind him. Yeah, well, I, I think if they had, had Rookie of the Year, I think goes... What about under, the kid that plays um, in the back row for the Cowboys? Ethan, is it Ethan Lowe? Ethan Lowe. He's, he's already, he's already well. played previously. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he played more than five last year, but I think he may have. He's a good footballer. Luke Brooks only got that one game last year, so I think you'll find he'll get Rookie of the Year this year. But yeah. if it wasn't going to be... Sammy Salima, did he play last year? Yeah, he played plenty of games last year. He's, if, he's, he went okay the if, couple of times uh, he was if, um, if What about Brooks, your other mate, the centre? Branko, he's gone all right. He's played he's two games. Only two or three, yeah. He's gone okay. I just think... I don't think... Dallin Mateen, he's played what? He's played only one? Two. No, he's played only one, I think. Oh, no, he played two. Two. Played two. The rookie of the year contenders. He should have, he should have played again, but he, yeah, he's I gone guess. the old Suarez. Oh, no, he, did he go a bot or... No, I guess. It was an I guess, okay. I think uh, Luke Brooks probably went hands down, but I wouldn't favour Definitely, yeah, definitely. Paulie Paulie and Paul Carter, as far as I'm concerned, wouldn't be too far behind. Well, Paulie Paulie for your dynamic back rower, I mean, um, Paul Luke Carter. Brooks has been your sensation. Paul Carter's been stuck. Paul Carter, just grinder. He's been stuck behind a massive pack of the dogs, so it's not that they ever didn't want to give him a chance, but they've just been loaded. Yeah. He made residence. They knew he was a good player, so the best thing for him to do was to get himself out of there, but my God, yeah, he's been gangbusters, but... Uh, I don't know. That, those few things just popped my head yesterday. We never really discussed best buyers, worst, or you know, coaches and rookies of the year. And that top five, it, it all just come off when MJ asked us on Sunday who we thought the, the best five players had been so far this season. Yeah, he so, planted the seed. Yeah, he did plant the seed. And sure, uh, at the end of the 26 rounds, we'll have a bit more of a chat. Uh, you know, it's only got the run home now, so that was just what was in my head at this point in time. But you got no more questions? No, that's it. No? All right, well, we'll jump into the reviews of the games from the weekend. And 
and the round kicked off on Friday night with the Dogs versus Manly, uh, Desi versus Angry Jeff. Uh, I think the only way to sum this up, the, the Dogs were tough. The, the Dogs were more enthusiastic, and like we said, they played land of the Giants, and they just beat Manly in every aspect of the game. They um, sure did. They sure did. I think it was a repeat of the week before whenever we all kind of thought maybe the Roosters might get over Manly, but Manly just had that extra gear, and this week it looked like the opposite. They, they looked a little flat, and the Dogs had that extra gear. Yeah, it's funny how different games, I guess, uh, take it out of you, and it looked as though, um, well, it looks as though that that game, Manly Roosters game, took a lot out of both sides. Mm. Um, and the Bulldogs, credit Des Hasler because... You know, he shook things up because last time uh, they played during Origin, it was against the Roosters, and they looked rudderless. They just couldn't score points. The Roosters eventually rolled over them, and um, what what he did on Friday night um, was as good as a masterstroke because not many not many coaches have got the kahunas to do that anymore. Well, there was just forwards everywhere. He had Tony Williams playing halfback. Josh Jackson was playing six. When Tom went down, Finucane come in, did a great job, I thought, in the front row filling in. Uh, you know, you had Rennie Matua all the way out on an edge. The, the only real back there, even like a bloke like Lafay, Lafay was big enough to be a back row, even though he's a centre. They just had lean to the Giants across the park. Yeah, they did. Uh, Michael Innes, I've got to get a wrap to. I think he's played some of his best football this year. And uh, the other night again, I thought he was really good and he kicked his first ever career field goal as well. I think he's in FU mode a little bit. Well, to be honest, I, I never thought that he was playing bad football. I can understand the Leisha thing, but... At the same time, uh, looking at the situation, you, you couldn't keep both. Leisha's at that point where he sat at the Sharks for a few years and, you know, he's got to be playing some first grade. They're, they're going to regret that move, I think. But at the same time, uh, as much as we've bagged him, that may only be one or two years they get out of him over there. But you know what you're going to get. By well, he, he, could, he could possibly go there and be no good next year. Yeah, exactly. You know, an off-season's a long time. And some players, you know, you think at the end of their, at the end of the season when they say, oh, I'll go again. And, and at the time, everyone thinks, yeah, no, look, you've got another year in you. And then they start the start of next season. Well, still, and you sort of go, oh, man, he should have retired in the I don't, year. I don't think he should retire. I don't think at all. I don't think he's ever slowed down. He's been really consistent. I think it's just more they're, they're looking at their future, and I can't blame them. They're, they're heading yeah. in a different direction. But for the Sharks, uh, I think... You know, when I look at it, just as long as they didn't pay too much, you know what you're going to get from every single week. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's just more that, like we said, the problem for them is you can't keep buying old blokes that are only going to supplement you for a couple of years. Exactly. You right. have to take a gamble on your juniors at some point, and uh, yeah, I think they need to. But back to the dogs, James Graham, absolutely ridiculous, tremendous performance, absolutely tremendous. He uh, and considering Odin Tom went off after you know five ten minutes, he uh, had to shoulder the burden of. Um, of both his workload and Aiden um, Tolman's workload, and, and he was filthy. If, if with about I think fifteen to go, Des has taken off with eight to go. Yeah, Des has wanted to kill him. Uh, sorry, he yeah. wanted to kill Des Hazel. He came off with that eight to go, and Sterlo was saying it. He goes, he "Look at him, he's absolutely filthy." But like I said before, I think Finucan got no rap. I got to give him. He had twenty-one hit-ups once he came on in the front row. Uh, he's um, one hundred and sixty-something meters. They've Josh got... Jackson, I thought he did, he did a good job. Yeah, I, I think um, some heroes across the park for the door. I think we've already pretty much summed up Manly. Just a few errors, lack of intensity, in particular. Well, the over... Same stuff. Like, like Jeff Tuvey didn't do what Des Hazard did. He no. thought. Cherry Evans is out. I'll just play the same Left way, side. and you can't play the same way no. if you don't have your key man there. So, but he shut down the right side completely. He well, they had ran. to. They had to say either like Little John, you're doing the organising and the kicking, and just let Foran roam. It looked like Foran was just Left side. on that same side, and the, as I said earlier, the dogs would just put an extra defender there and say, you know what, Little John, if you're good enough to beat us on the other edge, no problem. Mm. And considering a couple of the tries, mainly scored off kicks. Yeah. 
You know, there, there weren't many that they actually constructed. I know at the end of the game, once they started to play a little bit of footy at the end of the game, they created some opportunities. They should play footy every week. They should have. They do best. Exactly. I, I don't know why the game plan changes when um, Cherry Evans is out, but may, maybe it's just the fact that they rely on him so much. But you need to have confidence in you know what you've got there, and they've got a good backup half. They've got a better backup half than what most people have. Most guys, yeah, hundred percent. And then same deal. They have Jaden Hodges uh, as a good backup hooker. They've got good backup backs. You saw Gutherson come in, yeah, players like that. So they're not. You can't really say they're weakened. No, they've got uh, you know good replacements there. But I think it was more like we said they really got up for last week. They're a bit flat this week, but full credit to the dogs. Great innovation, and uh, I'd love to see that many big boppers play that way again. Yeah. They played some great footy. Um, this week, they've got the Storm away. Big game for Melbourne, I suppose, more than anything, because that top three is logged up there with, you know, the buyer for probably, I think, the Roosters and South and a couple of those teams. You know, they're going straight to 22. If Melbourne can get a win there and park themselves back behind, you know, those couple of teams on 24, that'd be very good for them. Yeah, definitely. And they need to get wins straight after Origin, I think. Yeah. Just to make themselves feel a bit better. Um, Kronk's back. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt, and I think they're going to be really keen hopefully this year, because they're not coming in flat. They haven't won anything. Usually they come back, I think, a bit flat and smile, like, oh, yeah, that happened again. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that hurts Melbourne, that they don't come back with that satisfaction of just chalking up another origin victory this year, and it makes them want to go that step further for the finals. And Manly, they're at home to the Tigers. This, I think, will be a cracker game. They're going to want a bit of revenge, I think, for the mauling they copped over near at Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how that Definitely. one plays out. But Saturday kicked off. Uh, great tribute, may I say, first of all, to Reg Gaznia on the Fox Sports there and at the ground. I thought that was absolutely outstanding. You watched I, that on... I've got, to, I've got to say, but I, I don't know why why the whole presentation wasn't shown on Fox. Yeah, they should have shown it. And there was one there was one part of it, and I don't know whether I'm being a little bit narky here, but they did a minute of silence, and they cut back to Matt Shervington halfway through that minute of silence, and he spoke through the last half a minute of the minute of silence. Yeah, it just, it rubbed me up the wrong way. I, I, like, but look, I, I loved the ceremony. I thought it was great. But I just, I don't know. And, and Mark Gazzini was standing next to me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I, don't know. I, I mean, has TV, is the thirst for, you know, media coverage gone that far that, you know, we can't just watch the whole ceremony? Like, if they're going to, if they're going to uh, televise it, at least televise all of it. Mm. And then don't speak throughout the minute of silence. Yeah, well, it's Matt Shervington too. I'm already annoyed enough that he covers the football and that it's his Super Saturday. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. People, if if um, if I'm being a little bit narky, I'm sure they'll let us know on Twitter and Facebook, but, I mean, uh, you know, if it was your... If it was, you know, your uh, sibling or your uncle or your grandpop or your dad, would you be happy for people to, you know, not show that courtesy? I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit old school... Mm. Well, back to the football. I thought uh, the Cows probably their best away performance of the year. Um, but no dice. And, you know, they built plenty of pressure. They got a million repeat sets. I thought they threw the kitchen sink. But at the end of the day, uh, they didn't get the job done. People think that ball was touched. I watched that replay. I didn't think he touched it. Well, I, did, I did at the time. Uh, I watched now, replay. having watched it, no. He, he didn't touch it. He didn't. And people were still whinging about it. If you watch it, stop warning. It's quite clear. Yeah, 100%. In fast, I thought so, when they let it play. And I thought they'll go back and check this. But after that, they, they showed the replay. The touch, he made a good call. Yeah. He didn't touch it. They went the other way. Um, and you know, like I said before, as much as I hate to say it, because I'm not the biggest Dragons fan, they're getting better. Their forwards have stepped up big time. And I think it's just simple what I said at the start of the year, which annoyed me about Steve Price. Put players in the right position. Ben yeah. Cray's last five games last year at front row, he was awesome. He, he was, yeah. He, he suits was. that role now. He's he's your typical 
more of a prototype for a front rower now. They're, they're mobile, they play better minutes, they get over the advantage line. He doesn't really impact the edge too much anymore because he doesn't offer too much like he did in his youth. Uh, Mike Cooper, they bought him over, thought he's a good player. Steve Price had him in and out, in and out, even when he was playing well. They started him the other night and the start the last couple of weeks, plays brilliant. Yeah. Jack DeBellin's gone back to 13 where he belongs. Same as when Frizzell comes back, I'm sure he'll go to the back row where he belongs. Yeah. Joel Thompson's playing the back row where he belongs. He's made the Rugby League week Team of the Week two weeks in a row now, putting players where they belong yeah. and uh, also getting a, a real halves partner for Gareth Whittock's worked out well. And, and Benji, like I said, I was filthy when he came back, but uh, I don't pull punches as far as what I see with the football. And uh, He ran the ball. He's short kicking game as far as trying to build pressure and get repeat sets is still absolutely ordinary. He's got to go back to doing a bit of work on that but he's getting better as well 100% and their back line 100% we've always said they've had a great back line Jason Nightingale is absolute class and they've still got Josh Morris to come back at some stage and Dylan Farrell so they're going to have some options uh, over the next few weeks but uh, Quinlan's doing a good job I think Runciman looks better on the wing than he did in the centres he's been doing a good job there uh, just all around Uh, kudos to Paul McGregor and if they're not considering him as one of their choices for the coach especially when we know they're in financial trouble don't go splash money if that's working still at the end of the year and the players like him, hire him. Yep. Just give me your contract. Just don't go over your head and be stupid like they always seem to do and give someone a three or four year deal. Absolutely. Just say, Paul, happy with what you've done. This is how much we want to offer you. One year deal. We'll see you go next year for the real deal. Yep. And they should probably sort that out, I think, within the next three weeks. Look at the record, sit down and go, all right, we need to probably put somebody in place there in case we want to do any recruitment before the year closes out so we know who our key figure is going forward. But I don't see why he can't. Uh, take that job on if they're happy and, and, and things are working the way they are right now. I agree. But uh, as far as the cows are concerned, Paul Green, no offence to him, but uh, for all the talk that he's changed things and we needed to change, not much has changed. They still, no. they still can't win away. Jonathan Thurston, I think, has probably had one of his worst years. I know they've had some injury troubles and the Tarek Sims thing and he wants to leave, but I still think they've got one of the better rosters. They've got some brilliant young forwards coming through. They've got some injuries. Uh, the you know, they've got Lowe, who's come in. Tamalolo's still there. I think Cost Jason's been good. They've got some great young backs. Rona, you saw Tao Tao, their mid-year transfer. I still don't really give them too many excuses, even with a few of the injuries they've had. They've got one of the better rosters. And uh, we've said it millions and millions of times that they underachieved. And this year, they're doing it again. And the pressure's on again, where they're probably going to be in a spot to maybe jag 7th or 8th. When they get knocked out first week again, and a controversy, I'm going to say the same thing I said a couple of weeks ago. Can't have sympathy because they should do better. They should finish high. They shouldn't be in that position. Yeah. So I'm a bit worried about them, to be honest, but uh, what, what do you do? They've got six away games. Oh, look, oh, They've been I mean, on the drum about they should do different things to, to change their away record, but when push comes to shove at the end of the day... They've got a buy this weekend? No. They Actually, no, them and St. George. they got Them and St. George have both got And the then ball. they head into eight in a row. Look, I, I think they'll make the eight. You don't, and no. I totally understand why you don't think but they will. It's the six. I totally understand why they They've got to win at least six, and I think five or six of them are on the road. And yeah. I just, I just can't, I can't have enough faith. And I think, no. well, if I was betting, I'd be apprehensive. I just, I, I just can't see them not making the eight. I think they're clearly, clearly one of the best sides in the competition on their best day. But as you said, their away, their away record and their away form is horrendous. Um, I think they've been drastically affected by origin but if they don't make the eight they can blame their start to their season on that they knew that they were going to lose they do that every Scott, year Tarmow, Tate all these guys to origin it kills you they need to start the year better they do it every single year um, but just... I just I think Paul Green's done a good job there like and I mean I, I don't think Neil Henry did a bad job I just think people grew impatient um, with the fact that 
they, they kept showing so much promise but getting knocked out right. and whatever. The, nothing has changed. You're right. This, re- has this changed, is reiterating why he shouldn't have been fired, though. You can put a new man at the front, but what's changed? Nothing. They had the bad start. But that's what it was. They still it was, can't win you know, away. You made, they, made, they probably made a decision to appease people outside of the ones in the know. I think the players made that decision, and they're, they're the ones at the end of the day that do the job, and they're doing the exact same job they've done in previous years. Yeah, that, That's what I'm looking at. And yeah. if they fall short again, how bad is that going to look if they didn't make the eight? Because they kept they, they hung Neil Henry last year, and they weren't very supportive at the end when they were like, oh, are you guys playing for Neil? And they're like, no, not really, pretty much. Just going, yeah, Neil's gone. So yeah. top blokes, you hung the bloke. Yeah, so, right. you know. it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Oh, look, and on the other hand, if, if you're Neil Henry and... I feel pretty probably good if about you ask, right if you ask Neil Henry, he'd uh, he probably would have said, you know, I, I, he did have his opportunity. He, he had a he had a really long stint there, um, and they they probably could have fired him earlier than that. Um, you know, in the years where they didn't even make the eight at all. So I mean, he had a pretty long run at it. So uh, it didn't end the way that he wanted to. But mate, Paul Green, as you said, he's exactly the same things are happening to Paul Green but there's just not enough, not as much pressure on the noose because it's only his first year there yeah well I'm sick of the players to be honest in that regard Fair they point. hung Neil Henry and they're still not backing her up nothing's changed yeah oh, I just um, I do notice they're publicly they're they're more outspoken than what they were with Neil Henry like Ashton Sims in the press conference afterwards he was pretty adamant like you know we're going to make the finals and um, you know they just they seem a different of a different level of motivation, whether that's just because they're saying it overtly and it's it's getting leaked in the media and more um, more publicity than what it did in previous years, I'm not sure, but uh, they, they they do seem to have a, a stiffer attitude, in my opinion. Mm. But it's, when you haven't won an away game all year, you can't really hang your hat on it. Yeah, they should be winning plenty more games than what they have on the road, or you know, that, that's just ridiculous. You play in NRL, you're a top level football side. You should be able to win games on the road. Yeah, you're professionals. But Saturday night, the Roosters going down to the Sharkies, thirty to twenty eight, two weeks in a row, twenty four zip. They were up after thirty minutes. Uh, they went to sleep, and I think the biggest thing for me was when Mitchell Pearce threw that board away. Graham, you thought it was funny, and some of the Roosters players thought it was funny. And to me, that's the opposite of last year. That's a weak mentality. That's, you know, too casual, too blase. If that was the Roosters of last year and that happened, they would have been bloody furious about that. Yeah. They would have kicked the ball off, murdered somebody, and then put another 30 points on them and just repeatedly beat them into a corner. Yeah. That's what the Roosters of last year would have done. But that's what happens when you win a competition. And, you know, we're dealing with it on a smaller scale at club footy at the moment um, with the side we're coaching, won the comp last year. And just the attention to detail isn't the same, is it? No, it's not. You know, it's not the same. And, and as much as you, you tell the players that, you know, just because the things happened for you last year doesn't mean they're going to happen for you this year. Um, I, I think a lot of the time they, they need to actually experience something similar to, to what happened to the Roosters. I think that's a really fork, a really massive fork in the road for them uh, this season, and they'll either go one or two ways. Well, I'll tell you the sad thing. But they're professionals. I, I think that that's going to be the kick up the arse they need. They've had as good, if not a better run, and I think they've got a better squad. I agree. They got, and I agree. They got better younger players in reserve. They nicked Jackson Hastings as a backup. They had Lengu who played a few games. Uh, you know, they got Napa in. They got Evans in. They've got Casti, who's a French international, who looks good. They're still loaded, and they've pushed in McDonald and all these other kids as well. Uh, yeah, and they got to keep their origin halves this year. So, yeah. besides the Jennings injury, they've lost nobody. Yeah, they've right. been absolutely unaffected. So, if anything, they should be doing even better. But they're yeah. not. They're just kind of cruising along. Said it a million times, seven from eight without even trying is what 
really bothers me because, to be honest, they should pretty much have the minor premiership in the bag over everybody with the run they've had. Yeah. You'd think and they're, with, and they're with now the squad. They're in a little bit of a battle to make the top four. Yeah, well, they're going to be fighting to get a top four spot. And I think, if anything, they'd rather have a top four spot and play at Allianz week Definitely. one than be trapped in a, a dogfight. And they should be in the top four 110%. Uh, even with those players missing last year, they won that origin period on that ladder. They said that survival ladder, which is ridiculous considering yeah. they missed five or six blokes. Yep. Yeah. But uh, now they've produced even more rep players. They've pushed Guerra and a couple other blokes playing the World Cup. They're loaded to the brim. Wow. They should be doing much better. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't blame Robertson. He, he's he's no dumb, and he said it to him. It's pretty much exactly what we've just talked about. It's up to them to get the job done. But um, on the flip side of things, the Sharks, good on you. Absolutely outstanding. Jacob Gogan, he did excellent to finish those two tries off in the corner. Really good efforts. Far Manu Brown, full credit to you, young bloke. You've got to take Carney's shoes. Probably people probably putting the pressure on. Uh, he actually played more nine last year, I saw, than in the half. So he's come and did a really good job there, I think. He's pretty brilliant. Yeah. And Jeff yeah. Robson, Ricky Latelli, uh, Wade Graham. I can't speak high enough of Wade Graham. Um, everyone keeps saying about Gallen and Lewis, and Gallen and Lewis will be back. Wade Graham, uh, in in the deep depths of everything, the young bloke, I think he's carried a lot of the burden with those blokes not being there. He's been super. for the last two years, considering I think, uh, Michael Gordon as well. He's another one who's probably glossed over a little bit, but um, in my opinion, he's been brilliant. Um, they they're just tough, man. They're playing for each other. I think the Todd Carney thing was probably a blessing in disguise, really. Like it, it's sort of well, uh, blessing in disguise in the fact that. You know the, the pressure sort of went off them in in regards to Asada and and things like that because it seemed like they were just waiting to be shot. I think on the first side of that, their, their highest played players when they couldn't rely on. Yeah, that also hurts. The, he's not really a leader when he no, plays when he plays his best games. You could say let him around the park, but I mean by how he probably trains and carries himself off the field compared to a Wade Graham or a Paul Gallen yep. to be a lead figure. Todd Carney's not that bloke. So him leaving and then Wade Graham, you see in the paper, bringing him together this week at training and pretty much telling him we're not rolling over. That's, you know, bloody rip in. There was only like 15 of them at training. To me, if a bloke did that and I was at training, I'd be pretty jacked up. Absolutely. And uh, he played that way the other night, as did all of them. They got, you know, they ripped in. They were down. They had a slow start. They come back. They rolled through them. Then Jeff Robinson at the end, that try was just purely, I want to score. Yeah. It wasn't that he created anything outstanding. He just wanted to get out of the line. Yeah. And uh, to the Roosters, sucked in. That's all I can say. When he laughed when he threw that ball away, Graham, at 24-0. I was frustrated, yeah, because I'd, I'd, um, I'd backed the Dragons and Roosters in a grand salami. Mm. Minus 34 and a half. Yeah, well. And I needed the Roosters to win by 32. And they're up 24-0. And, yeah, they... It was disrespectful. It was disrespectful. it was disrespectful. And they, they copped it, and yeah. it wasn't because they just rolled over. The Sharks just come at them. They come at them full bore, and, uh, you know, they got them. And, you know, full credit to them. And the Roosters get the bye next week. I think they need that, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. They probably need a week off. They've had a pretty good run, considering you'd think now, I think that's 7 from 10, which is a much better run. Yeah. 7 from 9. Robinson probably be able to sit down, watch some video, try to tweak some things, especially with these halves. He's got to sit down with them and say, look, this is what we're doing last year. This is what we need to get back to. Because yep. they're not even close to playing as direct. Uh, they don't dig into the line. Their kicking games have both been awful. And James Maroney, you usually see him hitting holes and backing everything up. You haven't seen that this year. No. So there's, there's a lot to be tinkered with there. The Sharks, they've got Newcastle at home. I think uh, that'll be good for them going back to Ramondas after everything they've been through the last couple of weeks. Andrew Fafita, suspected to maybe get a clearance and come back as well, along with those Origin players. So that could be a really good weekend for them and a good game yep. for two teams that are trying to give the spoon to Canberra. 100%. Uh, Sunday, Penrith 26-10 to over the Tigers. Bit of a sloppy start, but 
Uh, once Penrith took flight, they just killed the middle, to be honest. Yards come really easily. It looked like that was part of the game plan. Even their outside backs were getting through the middle. They were getting Idris through there. They were getting, uh, you know, Mansour through there. They really cut the middle apart. The Tigers are a smaller side in that middle third. And missing a couple of plays, you can understand that they struggled a little bit for points, the, the Tigers. But full credit to Penrith. And in particular, as I said, Moylan, three try assists to try himself. And the bloke just looks like, uh, you know, nothing bothers him. No. No. Uh, Penrith should have won that game. Let, let's not get away oh, from that. Easily. Um, they had the roster there, uh, were players available there, unaffected by origin. Uh, but the, I guess the positive sign is that the week before they lost Soward, um, they took the Warriors down to the wire. This week they lost Wallace. Uh, Soward stepped up. Tyron Peachy went to six. Um, he's been named there again this week. Uh, and as you said earlier, that you know the way they're built um, is to not have an over-reliance on any individual player. They, no. uh, They've got a good system. They've got a great system. They've got and players. That's why I like the way he's bought the roster because Lewis Brown, you know, can play centre, back row, win, like play positions effectively. Same as Peachy. You know, Peachy is a footballer. He's not an athlete or a body. He's bought a football that he looks at and goes, you know what, he's a back row 13, but if I need to, this bloke could play six or seven. He's yeah, a genuine right. footballer. Yeah. And they've got those guys. Same as Taylor. Taylor, Elijah Taylor coming a grade over in the Warriors and played a bit of nine. He plays back row. He can play hooker. Yep. They've got good football players in their team. Adjustments can be made. At- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Crucial times, and like you said, they don't, their hearts guide them around. I'm not taking anything away from it and not saying they lose them, but compared to, say, a Kronk or a Thurston, where you'd look at one of those teams and go, you know, that's their crutch, yeah. or that's running the shop, Penrith can kind of keep moving and going through their system and uh, you know, working their way through their game plan without one of the halves. Yeah, I, so I, I like that, the yeah. way they built the team. I like the way he's coaching them, and I like the way they're playing. Yeah. But as far as the Tigers are concerned, I said it before. Luke Brooks, for a 19-year-old, he's ahead of most halves already. Well, and is, uh, yeah. I'm going to throw it out there: if he's in any bit near as good a form next year after a preseason, and anything goes wrong with the Bulldogs or these halves, I know they're probably going to stay loyal. I wouldn't surprise me one bit if he was in consideration to be a Blues halfback. No, I'd agree with that. Because uh, just, just watching him, it's only a matter of time. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. I don't care about this combination crap. If he's playing like he is next year and he's ready physically, because yeah. his defence has got better, he, better. He whacked someone on the weekend a couple of times. You know, he's getting a lot better in that aspect. His whole game is already leaps and bounds ahead of most blokes playing in a role as far as the hearts concerned. Definitely, and it's scary. I haven't seen a young bloke position-wise, particularly starting position, where he starts himself, and just the amount of time he's got. Uh, that one was Lodgie. We obviously, uh, you know, both know a little bit about Lodgie. Watching him on the weekend, uh, an 18, 19-year-old, I think he is now. He's still only a baby. He could play 20s next year again. Yeah. The way he handled first grade, he was brilliant. Coming off the bench. Yeah. The big rig. He was bumping people off, getting his 10 yards, finding his front. So good on the Tigers for picking him up. Hopefully they can keep him in line. They've got some great kids coming through, and they're going to be scary, I think. Oh. They're going to be a really scary prospect in another 12 months' time again. Absolutely. I think uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Injury-free and no hassles, top four next year. Well, I would have my cabbage on the Tigers top four. You think so? And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still impressed with all the players have had missing and chopping and changing some injuries, how well they've done. I still thought they were competitive on Sunday. So, 
full credit to Mick Potter. You, mate, you deserve the plaudits. No, they give him a decent contract extension because yep. he, he more than enough deserves it. But they're away to Manly, like we said. Manly are going to be seeking some redemption, so we'll see how that plays out. And Penrith, home on a Monday night at the Broncos, they could push themselves further away uh, on top. And Brisbane are one of these teams on 20 that are looking to drag them back in. So if Penrith could jag a couple of wins now, especially after Origin, and build a nice buffer in between them and the teams on 20, they'll definitely land in the top four, you'd think. Definitely. If they can get a three or four win gap over the next couple of weeks, it'd be a nice run home. Against those harder sides, they could afford themselves a few losses and still finish top four. Yep. And we wrap the round up with probably the worst game of the year, I think. South not for me, versus right? the Titans, 14 to 10. Uh, I say awful, probably not is in the standard, but 25 penalties and 24 errors and just the amount of crap that got let go. The referees were awful. Oh, Ashley Klein. In particular, I was in control. Gavin Morris was more just the what assistant. Is, um, Desi Hasler calls him um, Ashley in decline. Yeah, you know what, mate? It was, he just shredded it last night. And Gavin Morris, like I said, was pretty much the assistant. He wasn't on the whistle anywhere near as much. But Ashley Klein's horrible. Mm. He just absolutely tore that game apart. And I think, I think I, uh, the first time in my life I've ever agreed with Jeff Tooby, I agree wholeheartedly with what he said on Friday night. The fact that not the rules have changed, but the, the referees have gone away from what they were uh, applying at the start of the year. Mate, the ruck um, slowed the down. The ruck again. is yeah, horrendous, yeah. The ruck last night was absolutely disgraceful. And the fact that, you know, they pick out probably one in every four offences and penalise that, and the players, yeah. just, the players just like, mate, you kill yourself. That, that happened the three three tackles in a row before that, and you decide to penalise yeah, the fourth you've one. you've one now. Same as the and stuff off the mark. Same the again, they should, have, um, they should have just binned a couple of blokes early. Yeah. The, the problem is, once it gets to sort of 50, 55, 60-minute mark, they're not going to bin anyone. Well, they should have when it got to fifteen. When it got to fifteen penalties, they're not they going to stuck because they know that that's going to be the game. And I think again, you're going to go back to. Well, I'm going to go back to the uh, argument five minutes in bit. Yeah, well, well I th- we can't keep bringing it up, but I think that's pretty straightforward. That needs yeah. to come back. But for me, things changed when he put Kelly on. When he put Kelly on, him and Mortimer look much better than when they had Bobby Blair on there. David Mead running some of the attack from fullback, obviously a lot more explosive than uh, Will Zillman. Those few little small changes, man. Just Paul Carter or not? Paul Carter was ruthless. Yeah. And yeah, South South's attack is disgusting. And I feel sorry for their forwards because they just pretty much look at Sam all the time or George and these guys and go, please, do something. Yeah. Make a line break or just create something out of nothing. Dylan Walker tried hard as well as did Alex Johnston, but uh, Nathan Merritt shouldn't be playing first grade. I don't know how he keeps getting back in. He, he, you can see it now. I know he said it the other week that prototypically he's probably not the winger anymore. I don't know what's happening in 12 months. I didn't think he uh, he was too bad at club land last year, but the, the standard he showed this year, he shouldn't be there. Yeah, okay. He shouldn't be playing great. With Walker back, Johnston back, Orvo, all these guys, oh, I don't know how you could pick him next week. I'd rather have Lottie Dekiri, to be yeah. honest, than have Nathan Merritt. But, yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's just, just, my head. And Adam Reynolds, they've got to get scans on that knee, but to be honest, if he had a bit of an eagle, I, I wouldn't be too fast if I was Maguire. I'd probably try and force that change on him for a few weeks to maybe sit out so I could look at Kiri and Sutton together. Just something. Something needs to change there because they are boring. They are very oh, yeah, boring. I said to you last week, I, well, we had discussions over the weekend. I, Adam Reynolds is a problem there for me at the moment. Mm. So don't, don't, Greg don't, shift, don't shift your best half Greg out English. of that pairing. Greg English this year, I don't care. Anyone out there, you all give him love. I love him too. I've got a photo of him in my wall here. Uh, signed when he was playing for Melbourne. I still love him because he's there because he's a freak, but I'll just say it straight up and down. He's been awful this year. Yeah, He hasn't been anywhere near as involved. I know maybe the game plan hasn't tailored to him. He may have had a few niggles, but he has had 
next to no impact in games where they've needed him to. He's been he's been good probably in the Brisbane games. About the only one that stands out in my mind. There's probably four or five games he's been good in. But if you yeah, want to compare it over a full year, if you were going to rank the fullbacks, he would have been the top five for me this year. Yeah. As far as consistency is concerned. Jared, Billy, Michael Morgan, there's a couple of blokes I think have been much more consistent than what he has. And even Tedesco's limited performances, I think Tedesco's had more of an impact than he has. Yeah. So that's saying something. And that bloke's been injured twice. But yeah, there's a few players there that really need to step it up and have a look at themselves with South because they're not going to contend if this is the brand of football they're going to play. Full credit to the Titans, though. We've said it a million times. Their attack's awful, but they're gritty and they're just tough. They are. And they got in a dog fight last night and they just wanted to fight South for the whole 80 minutes. And at the end of the day, they got the job done. And Albert Kelly needs to start next week with Mortimer. That should be the hardest pairing going forward for the rest of the year. Uh, no ifs or buts. No more Maurice Blair. No more Takarangi. No, nothing else. There you have. Yep. Settled, sold, done. Agree. So good on them. They've got Canberra this week. Good chance to put themselves right back. Uh, in that log jam where everyone's on 20 points and get around the eight. Souths get a bye, and I think similar to the Roosters, they need, they need the bye. Yeah, they do. They've got a couple of bodies. Michael Maguire needs to sit down, look at some video, uh, look at his halves, look at some of the stuff they were doing last year and the year prior, and then look at what they're doing this year and just see what's gone wrong Yeah, or see what they can work on because there's definitely some stuff that can be improved. But that wraps up uh, the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll jump in now and do our Lions game and the odds from sportingbet.com. Remember, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. And now our Lions game brought to you by sportingbet.com. If you want to have a bet on the rugby league or any sport, there's no better bet than a sporting bet. Uh, The current score is 10-6 in my favour. But uh, we start things off Friday night at Brookvale. It's Manly versus the Tigers. Uh, Brock has gone minus nine. I've gone minus eight and a half. And the line is minus ten. Mm, interesting. Interesting line. Uh, Manly, they're $1.28. The West Tigers, three seventy. Um, Red Hot favourites, the Seagulls. Mm, I think it's... Uh, I, I know probably Cherry Evans is the only one to come back, but... Robbie Farrow back on board, Woods back on board, and they gave him a run for their money last time. I think that's a bit outlandish, to be honest. Yeah. That's uh, at Brookvale, so I suppose that's probably the main reason the bookies don't give too much hope. But Saturday, Mount Smart Stadium, it's the Warriors versus the Parramatta Eels. Uh, I've gone minus 10.5, you've gone minus 10, and it's minus 10. Minus 10 on the dot. Uh, the par- the, sorry, the New Zealand Warriors, $1.28, the Parramatta Eels, $3.70, and uh, again, that's pretty big, pretty big odds. The 370 surprised me. I think they should definitely be outsiders. Uh, Sean Johnson in particular this year, I think he's really got taken an, uh, his game to another level. I guess probably they're thinking that Hayne may not play on the back of origin. Yeah, but... Pop Whitey's still out. Mahu's still out. They've been a bit flat since they lost a couple of troops, and uh, yeah. Yeah, their, their depth has been tested a little bit. It's Saturday again at Amy Park. It's the Melbourne Storm versus the Bulldogs. I've gone Melbourne minus 3.5. You've gone uh, Melbourne minus 4. Yep, the line is three and a half, so that's one to you. Mm. Um, Melbourne, they're a dollar sixty-five favourites. Canterbury, two twenty-five, and I think they've got that market pretty much bang on. Yeah, I thought probably should be a little bit closer to be honest. The way the Bulldogs have been in uh, better form than Melbourne, Melbourne have been a bit patchy. I know Cronk uh, supposedly will back up, but I'd be interested to see how those three blokes are doing. Plus, Will Chambers and Ryan Hoffman, they're going to have five in Origin. Yeah, so a bit of a slog, uh, tough slog for them, and I think there's more internationals more mainstays in the Dogs team, so I think they'll give Melbourne a good run down there. Yeah. 
Sunday, Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, this one, pretty fair call. I've gone minus three and a half. Uh, you've gone minus four. Yeah, it's minus four. Mm. Uh, the Titans, dollar sixty. The Raiders, two thirty-five. Um, hard one to, to get a gauge on this one. I, I guess the Titans. It's a game that you'd expect them to win at home, especially after Monday night. But um, Canberra, you can't sort of get a line through them. But yeah, they don't look like winning a game at the moment, do they? Their players get a few days rest. The Titans, so they'll get a few more troops back on board. If they're anywhere near as tough as what they are the night, I'd back them any day over Canberra. Yeah, Canberra's attack uh, has been absolutely disgusting. Even though the Titans has been, I'd back them in, a, in an arm wrestle if it was going to be that way. Yeah. But Sunday, Ramondas Stadium. It's the Sharks versus the Newcastle Knights. I think this will actually be a pretty good game for two yeah, teams there at the pointy end. They've both played good footy uh, the last couple of weeks. I've gone the Sharks minus. Two and a half, and you've got minus one and a half. I went Knights. Oh, sorry, we both went the Knights. I've mixed that up. I went Knights minus one and a half. Yeah, we've gone the Knights. Um, I almost went Pickham, but I thought, well, there's no such thing as a Pickham anymore, really. They just go minus one and a half. Yeah, and um, it's... and that's that's what it is. So yeah, well, I think uh, a little bit surprising considering that the Sharks have won two in a row and they're at home. But you just got that feeling, I guess, when we we're doing the lines, we both sort of had the same feeling that. The line, even though we probably both like the Sharks, the line was going to go to Newcastle. Yeah, or well, just purely on the year they've had so far, not knowing if Luke Lewis, Gallon, a couple of those guys will back up, you're pretty certain that... I'd say Newcastle aren't much better than the bloody Cowboys away from home. They don't win very often away. Yeah, still. The, the Cowboys are more disgusting than anywhere on the road, I think. So yeah. uh, we'll see if the Sharks can maintain their age three weeks in a row. But the round wraps up Monday night, appropriately at Sporting Bet Stadium. Uh, it's the Penrith Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos. I've gone Penrith minus three and a half. You've gone Penrith minus four. Yep, and the line is two and a half, so that's one to you. Uh, the Penny Panthers dollar sixty-seven. The Brisbane Broncos two twenty. Uh, I'm surprised. Two twenty. Um, not bad odds considering uh, that Wallace won't play. Well, we haven't seen the lineups yet, but if McCulloch's still out. Parker's playing with a fractured eye socket after four weeks. He could get busted again. Yeah. Gillette's been named for Queensland. Same deal with his shoulder. Friday, Hodges. There's a lot of players on the line for Brisbane. Yeah. They're going to be beaten up. And, uh, yeah, if McCulloch's not there, as I said, and Barber and these blokes haven't been too helpful, I'd still back Penrith, to be honest, and them coming down here on a cold yeah, Monday, Monday night. Monday night, and the weather and stuff will suit Penrith for sure. Mm. Most definitely. Well, that one, 4-2. Uh, You've won that line game there, so that brings the tally for the year now to 10-7. Uh, just reminded everyone, keep your eyes open for our Pick the Score competitions again on the weekend. We had a couple of people win and not claim their win. So, silly, silly, there's a $100 free bet on the line there. All you've got to do, once we tag you in the status saying you've won his inbox, as simple as that, give us your account pin and $100 gets put in your account for you to have a play with. So, uh, most definitely make sure you do that, because otherwise you're a goose. Mm-hmm flat out and simple but a big thank you as always goes to sportingbet.com remember if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport there is no better bet than a sporting bet just to take us out though New South Wales $1.55 Queensland at two fifty-five. the line I'm pretty sure was minus four and a half so not, not too sure where to go with that one but uh, I've got a feeling and I've said it all along I think Queensland probably get the job done Game three, but at the same time, I, I think we've got more motivation than what they do. Uh, we've won the series. We're going to want to uh, lift it up in front of um, or on the back of a win, not definitely not after a loss. So uh, I'm going to tip New South Wales to win. 
Uh, I think they'll win comfortably. I think they'll win by eight, ten points. Fair enough. I think Queensland will win, but only by two or four, somewhere around that. Nice little short vicinity. But oh, is it going to? It won't feel the same if New South Wales lift the shield after a loss. I know we, we won the series. We probably had, had our celebration three weeks ago. But oh, they had their celebration, right? Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I'll okay. say what I said earlier. I think the shackles are off for New South Wales, not so much for Queensland. Still, after eight years, I really don't think they care. They're just happy to be getting the shield back full stop. And I think Robbie Farris summed it up. Although I didn't like his comments about the Cameron Smith situation. We could not care less. We're getting up there. That's even better because we're going to shove it in their faces. So. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I think the point. shackles are off. I think if it, that's what I mean. I think we've got more motivation than them. Um, I know, you know, Cronk's going to be back in, Smith's back in, um, and Thurston. It'll be the first time, apart from the first 10 minutes of game one, that they've had a, a settled halves pairing, the one that sort of led them to those eight series in a row. So I think this is the biggest test for New South Wales for the series mm. because you could, if you're a Queenslander, make excuses, well, Cronk went off after 10 in the first game. Um, we had Cherry Evans play in game two, who was clearly not 100% fit. So they haven't really had, had a settled halves period, I guess. And you've had Billy Slater under that injury cloud throughout the whole whole series also. Mm. Yeah, well, we both got different opinions on that. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, wraps up tomorrow night, Suncorp Stadium, game three. And like they said, there's never a dead rubber in origin. I reckon we'll get to see a great contest. But again, big thank you to sportingbet.com. There's no better bet than a sporting bet. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And on the line is a very, very jittery Mr. Gossip. He's uh, personally offered to massage Fanta Pants Wallace's precious ankle after his injury on the weekend. How you going, Mr. Gossip? <laughs> good, mate, good. Top of the table, boys. Winner of the Grinners. Yeah, we beat South last night, so get that into your South fans. And Melbourne, we beat the bye, so great times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit worried about Wallace, but um, you blokes rate right Beachy, so... Yeah. Mate, They'll be fine, mate. The plenty, plenty of cover, and I even watched Tommy Humble play the other weekend. I like Tommy Humble. He's playing well in the New South Wales Cup. He had a whole season off with an ankle problem, but looks pretty sharp, so nothing I, to worry about. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the nasty inboxes... Um, that were thrown my way earlier in the season have stopped gossip because I tipped the Panthers top four and every, everyone was giving me an absolute ribbing when they were four and four and they've only lost one game since so yeah that's a long time between doing something they're going great get that in here yeah and we're both only one win away from winning our 10.5 wins for the year bet yeah. so it's almost time to get paid yeah, and when I get paid, I'll be reinvesting. Yeah, indeed. I'll be, I'll be reinvesting as well. Yeah. It'll be on... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep Can on. you believe that? They only had the Panthers at... Um, ten and a half was their line total wins for the season, which is lower than what they won last year. They won 11 games last That's year. That's saying they won't make the finals, basically. Yeah. I think, well, yeah. So, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Money, God, for, money for jam. That's what you call it. Hashtag it. money for jam. <laughs> but mate, what about yourself? Uh, what, what's in your inbox? Is there some nasty stuff? Is there some nice stuff? What's going down? Yeah, we've got a bit of both, boys. Um, the past couple of weeks we've been touching on Chris McQueen and... Um, McQueen! Big from- <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite. Uh, yeah, funny story yeah, behind that. <laughs> he has rejected a big offer from the Cowboys. He's going to stay with the Bunnies for a bit of a top of a 500k. Personally, I don't think the kid's worth it. Nope. Uh, I think we've touched on it before. I think we both think that he's, he's not worth that kind of money. But, um, yeah, I, I was certain he would have gone to the Cowboys, especially with Sims leaving, but that's not the case. Origin. 
Yeah. Origin, that's what it is. You yeah, get paid. He's, get he's, paid. He's not worth 500. You go and get paid. I would have let him go. I oh, I agree. I, I wouldn't pay 500. I would have pushed him out the door if he came to me and asked for 500. But what's like the what's the median like sort of pay range now? Like it, it'd have to be around that, wouldn't it? For no, sort of I, your, I think more around your 400. Your middle tier player would be around that. Four, 500 maybe, yeah. Yeah, I did read somewhere that it's anywhere between sort of 380, 410 around that area. But Okay, so he's getting 100k above what the median... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess it's the value that you put on him well, to your what. specific club. I mean, do the, do the Rabbitohs have a, a you know a big crop of back rowers coming through? They don't really, do they? Hey, well, George Burgess... George Burgess... And they're losing Sam Burgess. Should so. be getting paid. Yeah, but they paid a mint for Glenn, Grant Stewart, I'm pretty sure. I don't know why. Bloke can't even get on the field. Yeah, he's pretty old. So I don't, I don't mind it. Like I understand, like I understand, like if I was another club, I wouldn't pay him five hundred to come over. But I can understand why South are probably offering him five hundred to stay. If that makes any sense. Well, I'll tell you what. I know they didn't wrap Ben Tau up, or they couldn't get a deal done. But I'd rather Tau than McQueen. That's just me. Yeah, I'd put him on a similar sort of similar sort of level. Mm. Um, Tau, I think Tau's uh, got the better ceiling, but higher ceiling for sure. Mm. And that, I was just saying they're, they're paying Timmy Grant similar as well to go the next year. So. Wouldn't yeah. pay Tim Grant any more than 300. And that's pushing it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Penrith agree, right. actually. Yep. Exactly. Find yourself a last couple. We'll be for the rest of the year, I think. Mm. <laughs> Highest paid New South Wales Cup Besides Tom Lee, Lee Lars. Tommy Lee. Yeah, exactly. All right, boys. Touch on Todd Carney very quickly. I'm sure we're all sick of hearing about his name, but... A few things in the press this week that um, a few English Super League clubs are interested in. Of course, that rumour is going to surface um, sooner rather than later. But, look, I think we're a long way from talking about where Carney's going to be. Um, he's going to sit down and speak with his manager and sort himself out first, I think. But, um, look, a lot of people tweeting me this week and, and mentioning me this week saying that, um, you know, give it a year, give it 12 months, and the NRL might um, change their mind. Clubs might change their mind. But... I don't know. The NRL didn't seem to change their mind with um, Blake Ferguson. I don't think they're going to do it with Todd Carney either. No, no way. No, and nor should they. Repeat nor should they. No mm. way. No, they're going to be hard on this. And um, Josh Gordon in the NFL overnight, he got in a little bit of trouble um, off the field for a DUI. And they've canned him for a year, straight up. Bang, you're gone for a year. Um, and I think that's his second second offence in the NFL. And basically the NFL's come out and said, mate, you do it again, you're gone for good and I think the sooner we get that hardline stance the better we're going to be yeah no I totally agree and he's had his had his three strikes now so yeah, yeah well, sack, sack from three clubs let three lots of fans down three sets of sponsors three clubs uh, damaged uh, in, in that regard um, well, I mean if you go through the list that was in the paper it's more like oh, it's it depends more. what you what you would consider to be a strike I guess I mean there's a few times where it's been a couple of instances leading up to a strike. So, I mean, his rap sheet goes back, you know. Yeah, well, simple yards and, and yards. At end of it all, if we're talking about him going overseas, he's already failed getting working visas twice before on previous occasions. France so. a different, different birdie altogether because yeah, it's still, not. I still think you've got to be able to get into England to well, play. Well, I think you can get it. Well, Greg Bird, he had a criminal record, didn't he, when he went over to Catalans? So I don't know. I, I just get the Still impression that French rugby or the Catalans are the two 
that are sort of yeah. with the door ajar for him. I don't think I can't see him playing for a Super League club that's based in the UK. Well, I'll just throw it out there. All I can see him doing if he goes to France is get sloshed during the day on his own on Belvedere and wine. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really see. I don't see a win. But regardless. you know what? It's not the NFL. Uh, it's not the NRL's problem, and nah. it won't be our black eye. You yeah. know. So if they're and they're over there, they're happy to be third, fourth string sport in in uh, <laughs> England. So you know the, the black eyes. It doesn't really matter, you know, because you're dealing to a supporter base which is passionate enough and they'll wear the black eyes. Yeah, so. fair enough. Yeah. All right, boys, still on the Sharks, and I refer to them every week in the podcast as the Boys Club. The Boys Club look like they're going to sign some more lads to their club. They're interested in <laughs> Willie Mason. I, I, I don't oh, really? understand why that is. And get this one, boys, Robert Louis as well. So oh, yeah, mate. Don't, don't watch. Man, they're, put, like this, they're putting a band together, together aren't they? They got uh, the wife one. beater. Willie got shot at, and Jesus Christ, they're putting a crew together. Bloody! Uh, hell. What's that bloody? What's that soccer movie where they take on the prison? Mean Machine. Mean Machine. <laughs> 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 Michael Innes is coming over. It's going to be Thug Central. Mean Machine, mate. I tell you what. Next year, if I was in there, I'd suggest that everyone has to have like the blade cut, like Manu Mao, with the slits in the front of the eyebrows. Well, yeah. everyone's, everyone's going to go. Everyone's prison cut. They're going to be robots. Pure ghetto. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> It'd be a good bad Monday, though, that's for sure. Oh, mate. Oh. I'd love to be invited to that mad Monday. Keep your wives at home, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks mad Monday, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, it'd be at the prison for sure. They'd lock Ramondas. So I, don't think, I don't think Buzz Rothfield will, in, will invite us, to be honest. No. Nah. Oh, please, what a goose. <laughs> if you're out there, yeah, hi, Buzz. Well. <laughs> he listens. Yeah. He knows he does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, ben Hampton from the Storm. Now, I heard he... Uh, I heard different rumours that he actually did sign with the Sharks but reneged on the deal a couple of days later. So uh, kudos to the Sharks. Um, it would have been a good signing for them. I won't rate the young kid. But, look, it looks like the Raiders uh, are keen for him and you can see why not. Um, good player, Benny Hampton. Yeah, I like Ben Hampton, uh, but I'm not really fast. Him and Robson, uh, Robert, sorry, not Robson, uh, heading out the door. They've got Blake Green coming in. They've got, you know, Cronk still. Uh, you know they've got a couple of blokes there, so it's it's not really. We've got six or seven this year that they've kind of rotated through that cycle, so I'm not surprised a few of them are leaving. I don't think Ben Hampton's the answer, so I'm not really worried about it. I think uh, Munster or Kurt Mann is going to take that spot anyway. Don't I don't like players reneging on deals. Yeah, well, if it's the Sharks, I'm not a fan. Would you? If you don't saw sign him, in the first place, mate. He obviously he did a Tedesco. He was like, "I want it," and then he went, "I don't want it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, hearing right. various reports on whether he just agreed to terms or whether he signed the contract. Either way, yeah. he made some sort of agreement to the Sharks, whether it was on paper, whether it was on his hand, whether he drew blood or pissed in his mouth. Yeah. He did <laughs> either way. Uh, either way. Well, to be honest, yeah. with Farmer and Brown there, Robson, uh, and now possible, uh, possibly Louis, I'd probably rather be heading to Canberra if he wants to get a start, Marvs. I think he'd be, he'd be guaranteed to run down there. And there's a couple yeah. of good young players. Until Ricky Stewart ruins him. Yeah, well, that too, but still... Take your deal if you can get one. I think Melbourne said they want to keep him, but they've got uh, bugger all room under the cap. So if he's got to head out the door, I'd probably be sliding to the Raiders before I went to the Sharks at this point in time. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, well, it's quite weak this week, boys. It will end it on um, Benny Roberts. Uh, playing fairly well for the Storm, but still, like all his career, lacks consistency. But it's probably been his best year since sort of the late 2000s when he was at the Dogs. But look, he's going off to the UK, boys. And look, as a Storm fan, you're going to miss the young fella? 
Mate, all I can say is uh, when I saw that we signed him, I thought of all the players besides George Rose, they're the two I looked at and go, Craig Bellamy, surely not. Lewis had, a, Lewis had a hate doll. He he's, had a voodoo doll. He's done good. He had a Ben Roberts voodoo doll, like in January, February, he was stabbing it and cutting mate. his feet off and eye gouging <laughs> it, all sorts of things. Mate, mate. you're lying. I'll tell you what, I'll put two He put all mate. the pieces back together. It's now on the our, top shelf our in his trophy man, cabinet. Our old man hates the bloke, laughed at me straight away, and I said, you'll prove you wrong. I go, barely can fix anybody, and surprise, surprise, he's actually been pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a sore point in the Shepherd Lounge room when watching games. Dad, Dad hates two people, Anthony Watmow, and he hates Ben Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I love stirring our old man up, Anthony Watmow. He fires up and tries to... He, he wants a bar of me. I think it's the only time I look at him and I can see a lot of kill in his eyes. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, mate, I think uh, good on him. He's had a rough trot. He's caught plenty of crap. He's, oh, he's done, in, Benny. He's done well over there. and he, You know, 29 years old, head over to Castleford. They're doing pretty good this year in the Super League. He could have been Matt Keating. Could, yeah, it could be Matt Keating could where you can't even get a club yeah, and you exactly. go play for Queensland Cup. But, no, no, uh, no, Ben Roberts, mate, he, he's done a good job. So yeah. I, I appreciate everything he's done in the filling. Hopefully we don't have any more injury problems. But uh, at the moment, it really wouldn't surprise Is me. Is he going now? No. No. Next no. year. But I, I'm going to throw it out there right now. If you, told, if you told me tomorrow it's going to be Hampton or him playing for the rest of the year with the Cron, I'd keep Roberts before I kept Hampton at this point in time. He makes me nervous, but I'd sort of tell him to agree with nah, He's not as much of a liability in defence as much as Hampton is. Hampton gets picked yeah. on. Maybe if you just yeah, bought him off when you got the ball, just say, come sit over here. But you can tuckle. Just come sit over here. <laughs> <laughs> the trainer just grabs him. Leave Ben alone. Right? Yeah, all right. It's, it's frustrating to watch because he has moments of brilliance and then he just, his brain falls out of his thumb. Yeah, mate, he's done great for us. He's scored some good tries. He's run the pill and I think Belly's obviously taken that away from him saying, you're doing anything stupid or I'll just pull you. And he, he hasn't. He's been good. It's like Mark Minicello. He, uh, last night, I, e- every week I say, like, error. hang on a minute, it's been 30 minutes, Mark Minicello hasn't made an error yet. And then, boom, straight away, on cue, always. Error, penalty. <laughs> yeah. And he just, I get up and throw the remote and have a spit. It's, hey, you just know it's coming. It's quite amusing. Like a Seguiara forward pass. Yeah. Uh, or a Seguiara penalty. <laughs> You're always waiting for Seguiara's penalty. You can put a, a timer on it, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. If that what about some up. tips for Origin, Big Dog? What do you got? And our old gossip? I've uh, got... Uh, look, I, I think Queensland will win. I don't think New South Wales will get the clean sweep. I think Queensland will win a Cox back to a big bonus. And um, I think Queensland played so bloody terrible in the second game. We played first well and they just picked them. But they have much more improvement to do for Queensland. But New South Wales think they played their best. Yeah, so you two are both on Queensland. Yeah, I think by, you know, only two to four. But I reckon the monkey's off our back. We're going to unleash. Yeah, well, if I'm them, I'd be pretty dirty, to be honest. So, Good. I don't know. Robbie Farrow's comments as well. They're grubs. Not happy about Robbie Farrow. Filthy, stinking, comments as well. Grubs. Yeah, but Robbie Farrow's comments made me angry more than anything. Yeah, because you love Cameron Smith. But I it's do. origin. I don't care. But it's also true. He can't compare himself to Cameron Smith. No, you're right. He doesn't have a golden boot. He's you're not right. captain of his country and state. He's only just clocked up 10 origins when he's played 32 and 38 test matches. Yeah. Well, when Cameron Smith screw grips him, grapples him, yeah, chicken twists him, crocodile rolls him, you had it coming, Rob. You had it coming. You had it coming. If he gets two weeks off, he did when he missed the grand final for pulling your head backwards in between your legs. Thought it. Yeah, thought it. Good stuff. You thought I deserved it too. There's similar comparisons in one of the papers today with Hayne and Thurston. I'm thinking, I don't even understand why they're comparing complete different positions. It, it, it annoys me because this has all popped up again after one good year, like the 09 thing. Cameron Smith's been a gun since day dot. He's come in. That's my issue with bringing people together after six weeks of footy. You yeah. can't compare it. You can't compare it. But uh, yeah, 
pop into the tips last week. We had an absolute Barry Crocker for five games. It was supposed to be a cakewalk. Uh, Gossip, you got one. Me and Brock both got two. So you're on 72. I'm on 66, and Brock is now on 62. So I'm only 10 behind. 10 behind, and I'm uh, six behind. So we've got a bit of a divide, but six I'm games. good about it too. Feeling yeah, good times. Six games this week. Uh, last shortened round, thank God. We'll get back to some normal football and hopefully some full-strength sides. No injuries out of origin, but we'll kick things off. Friday night, Brookvale. It's the Manly Seagulls versus the Tigers. Gossip, we'll let you go first. Champion, what are you thinking? Yeah, we're going to the Tigers, too. Um, wow. Yeah. Look, just been playing up the Central Coast. I mean, it's, it's strange that they've kept it at Brookvale, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go and upset, boys. I'm going to go the Tigers. Oh, I couldn't tip the Tigers. I'm going to see Eagles bounce back. Angry Jeff. BBF. Angry Jeff. Yeah, well, I've got the Eagles as well, just uh, purely. Brookvale. Yeah. Yeah, Brookvale. Whenever, it, yeah, if, yeah. If, it was, if it was an away game, I'd, I'd sort of lean that way, but... Yeah, I mean, you, you, mate, you can tip an upset, guys. So I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Austin playing instead of, uh, you know... Instead of, oh, bloody hell, I've had a mind blank there, Anasta and Gavay's back with Tapao, so there's a few little bits coming back there that I liked at the start of the year, but... Uh, I think it's mainly just last week, like you said, and the origin hangover. I think Farron Far- Far- Woods will be a little more beaten up. I well, think. mate, um, if Daly Cherry Evans doesn't back up, the Tigers will win. Because mm. they look rudderless last week without him. Yeah, well, we'll see how that one plays out. But it's Saturday, difficult tipping when you don't know who's going to back up, for sure. Yeah, well, Saturday kicks off Mount Smart Stadium. Uh, it's the New Zealand Warriors versus the Parramatta Eels, and uh, I'm going the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. Yeah, we're going to worry. I've just been to fall them off a little bit. Um, Warriors should get them comfortable, I think. Mm. You've tipped the Warriors. That means Eagles will win. Yeah, I know. Get on them. Great times. <laughs> Amy, Amy Park also on Saturday. It's the Melbourne Storm versus the Bulldogs. Uh, they, they haven't named Cooper Cronk. They've named Smith and Slater. Uh, the Dogs have named all their origin players. Uh, for me, this one's a bit of a mixed, mixed bag. What do you reckon? Well, I think... Um the Bulldogs would have taken a lot of confidence out of that, that game last week um, to get their origin players back. I'm not going to tip the Dogs. I'm going to tip the Storm just because it's down there. Um, and in the faith that all three or of the big three are going to back up. Um, so I'll tip the Storm. But if any of those big three are out, I'd, I'll, I'd be back on the Dogs. Gossip, mate, what's your opinion? Mate, I hate tipping this time of year. Shit counts around origin. I'm going to go to the Storm, but literally only because they're at home. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to go the dogs for the upset. Um, bit surprised about the odds, to be honest. Uh, I think the, the week off would have done us a favour, but I never like our three boys coming off uh, the origin. I'm still worried about Cooper Cronk, to be honest, and I, I yeah, I, I don't like the short turnaround for those blokes. I hope he rests them, to be honest, and just cops this as a loss. I'd be happy with that for Melbourne's sake. Mm. Uh, I know he won't do that, but, yeah, I just think for our, our long-term benefit, they're better off having this week off and then having a run home where we just try and go for broke to try and push for a top four spot, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Seabus Super Stadium for the Titans versus the Canberra Raiders. Mate, um, I, uh, I really want to tip the Raiders in this one, and I would not be surprised if they win, but I've got to tip the Titans. Titans? Well, yeah. I'm going to go the Raiders because I read earlier that Mead and Kelly are both in doubt. Uh, he's put Jeremy Hawkins on the wing. He brought Sam Salema back in. There's a few small things there that I'm going to back in, so I'm going to back the Raiders. Great times. Well, Sunday, Ramondas, they go back to the prison after two good wins. It's the Sharkies 
versus the Newcastle Knights. And uh, this one, I reckon, is going to be a great game. One of the better games this round. But uh, Gossip, what are you thinking, mate? You like him at the prison or you like uh, Wayne Bennett's revival? No, I'm going for the Knights, boys. They came home strong uh, sort of this time last year as well. I think they're going to do it again this year. Although, geez, you'd want to sort of um, watch the last 20 minutes, wouldn't you, after the last two weeks? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Brock, where are you feeling? Do you think the Knights... I'm, just, I'm going to back the Sharks just because it's at the prison. Just because it's at the prison? Yeah. Home field advantage, I think, will be enough to get them over the line. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go Newcastle. I think it's purely off the fact that Boyd won't get too beaten up in the Origin game. I like what they've done uh, the few weeks prior. The Sharks, I like what they see. Fafita might be back, but I'm not as confident with Paul Gale and Luke Lewis, these guys, making it back for the club game. So mm. uh, I'll go. go. Tip the Sharks a lot this year. They've let me down. Yeah, they sure have. They've let me down. So in the last two weeks, you didn't tip them they won. So maybe you're like Gosling. I'd like to be like um, maybe, maybe he tips the Warriors. You tip the Sharks, they go down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe um, maybe what's that bloke's name? That the is it the guy that's the porno dude at Crow? Maybe if he like shouted me, that's like shouted me a day in the box, <laughs> so, and I'll keep tipping him. It's like five or six years ago, that bloke, wasn't he, old mate? I can't think of his name. He brought the he brought the sex toys in the change rooms and all yeah. the rest of it. That filthy bloke. What, a, what a legend. <laughs> he was just doing his bit for the bloody player's wife. Just doing his bit. All boyfriends, one or the other. Oh, absolute snap. <laughs> well, we wrap things up. Monday night, appropriately at Sporting Bet Stadium, it's the Penrith Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Andrew McCulloch has been named to return, but... Uh, under an injury cloud still, I'm pretty sure Gillette and Parker aren't 100% going in origin. Uh, I've got to back Penrith purely on the amount of origin players that the Broncos are contributing. And the cold Monday night in Penrith, even though they've got a bit of a turnaround, I couldn't back them to come to Penrith and get the job done. I'm tipping the Broncos. Wow. That's my answer for the week. I just, wow. I think Penrith are going to struggle without a without um, a second half. No, I think Peach will do the job. I'm, I'm very confident. Yeah, I, look, yeah. The Tigers sort of had nothing on Sunday. I think Broncos will throw a little bit more at them. Uh, and I don't know. Well, you got to remember Origin Health. There's five guys going on the field for them. Yeah, they, they got Parker and Gillette on injury on clouds. Thiday, Hodges, you know, they've got a lot of blokes that are going to be playing. McCulloch's still Look, mate, if Penrith win, I'll get paid. So either way, it's a win for me. Yeah, good times. Gossip, what are you thinking, buddy? <laughs> Mate, a lot of people forget the Panthers are actually undefeated at home this year, so um, I think they'll remain that way. I think they'll win. They're not uh, they're South, South beat them at home. You know, oh, they did too. Yeah, that's right. I think two. I think 20 to two. There you go. Hashtag research. I didn't count that one. The only one I didn't go to this year, but um, I might be their lucky charm, and I'll be there Monday night. So the Panthers will win. Got a good record against the Broncos as well. So outstanding. Well, we've got a we've got a decent mix here. Uh, Gossip's alone on the Tigers. Me and Brock have gone the Eagles. The Warriors, we've got the clean sweep. Uh, I've gone the Dogs solo. You're both on the Storm. I've gone the Raiders solo. You're both on the Titans. Uh, Brock's back in the Sharks. We're on the Knights gossip. And Brock's also back in the Broncos. We're on the Panthers. So, Ladies and gents, that's how you pick a perfect round. Bit of, bit of room for flexibility here. I, I like this. <laughs> We're gonna, hopefully, I'm better than last week. Oh, yeah, one all, last week. All, all I can say is the last few times it's been like this, we've ended up even split. It's been like four yeah, different. It's gone two and two. This week, it's got to finally do the crocodile roll and just go one way. Hope so. All right, that's what I'm hoping for. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it buries you about 14. If it buries me, seriously, I'm going to leave the studio 
when you guys start to do the tips, and you can just put me down for the TAB favourite. I was sure you can just get, you, you're going to save all the home sides yeah. from now on if, if that happens. Yeah. Oh no, seriously, I'll, I will leave and I'll just drink Peronis by myself in the bathtub. In a dark, no. in a dark corner, no, sucking my thumb in the bathtub <laughs> in shallow cold water with a towel on your head. Yeah, but I've got the trophy, so I mean, at least I've got one. Listening to Lionel Richie, well, I've got the trophy, so you two are fighting it out. You'll You'll be one there, of you, Hello, one of you that'll. Uh, That'll have one, and one of you that won't. And whoever doesn't win it this year, gossip. If you choke again, mate, there's going to be some serious <laughs> allegations flying around. But he's throwing the cop. I mean, I, lo- I love it how you both laugh at me, you know, for coming back. Uh, for you know, me saying I'm going to come back. I come back from 16 last year, boys. Yeah, didn't I was last no, no, no. last year? I, yeah, but all, he had, he kicked away on me. He kicked away on me, and I got. I think I was three down with only three games to go. Is that right? I think it was. Yeah, something like that. But oh, I think it, we, we were level at the end of the year, and we had to uh, down you. Rwanda versus Poland or something. No, it doesn't yeah, matter. Jesus Christ. Winners and grinners. That went forever. That was annoying, because I was still doing the paperwork. I was like, seriously, this just needs to end. It just kept going. <laughs> yeah. You should have just gone outside, had a fist fight, and be done with it. Just, just simple. Yeah. <laughs> I would have won. Oh, sure. <laughs> 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 uh, I've got <laughs> oh, well, I've seen some hung budgies. Set a set a date in your diary, mate. The the twenty fifth of August, Melbourne and Penrith on a Monday night. Melbourne versus the Star. Oh, I'm about Melbourne versus the Storm. The Storm and Panthers. Penrith. You just said that. Twenty fifth, mate. Book it in. Beautiful. Are we there, mate? Yeah. See if Lisa comes. She bloody doesn't renege. Yeah. Speaking of reneging, reneging. <laughs> bloody reneged on the deal. Outstanding. Uh, well, we'll see how uh, that plays out. I like that there's a bit of a mix there. Like I said, hopefully it finally rolls one way. But for now, mate, well, uh, thanks for all the gossip. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks, gentlemen. See you next week. No see worries, you, Friday. A big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip for joining us on the show. And if you want to catch up with him, head on to Facebook and type in NRL Gossip. His link's also posted on our page, or his handle at Twitter is at NRL Gossip. But for now, that brings us to the conclusion of our show. So if you want to get in contact with us... On Twitter, our handle is at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Just remember, a reminder again, we are no longer going to be on Podomatic. So I've had a look this week. There's still maybe 100, 150 people listening on there. That feed is about to be shut down. Make your way over to audioboo.com, the new home of our podcast. And also, again, if you have not resubscribed on iTunes and running why you can't get us, just unsubscribe, type the fifth and last NRL podcast in again and resubscribe. That will take you over to our new feed on audioboo.com. So a big thanks to Audioboo for taking us on board on their website and letting it, uh, hosting our podcast. But for now, guys... Enjoy the state of origin, enjoy the weekend, and next week we'll have on Mark M.G. Guy to sum up the origin series once it's finished and just to have a talk about the NRL season on the run home. So for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where are you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.